Aloha napo e koala. Eia mako na kupuna o kohala au kupila. Keia, keia o kumususeswari e kipa KNKRLP 96.1 FM kohala. Mahalo anui loa no o kolohe mai na au pau. Oh, 
Hey, Kohala, and uh, welcome again. This is uh, Thursday evening, it's 7.03, April the 8th, and uh, you're tuned into the uh, Kuka, Kuka with Kalani. I'm sitting here with uh, my good buddy here, Al, and uh, hey, Al. How you doing? Hey, Al. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you pretty good. Okay. Yeah. You're not even talking through the mic. I hear you loudly clear. <laughs> oh, too good. Yeah. Wow. That must be really tuned in. Anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate it, and I hope that uh, we'll share with you some things that are interesting, yeah, educational, hopefully, and uh, entertaining. And uh, but before we do that, I've been asked to uh, announce this upcoming meeting. That's <coughs> uh, It's been put on by the Anakia Neighborhood Watch. And those are the people at, uh, in Ainakea. And their president, uh, Gerald Skelton, uh, will be having, uh, inviting everyone to uh, a meeting at the Kamehameha Park Intergenerational Center. Mm. Yeah, so I guess that's open. People can use it. Wow. Uh, that's going to be April 15th from 5 to 6.30. And he's lined up uh, several guest speakers. It's going to be our, our new community policing officer, uh, Dayton Tagaka. I don't know if you remember him. Mm. He was on the show a couple of Thursdays back. Uh -huh. But he, he born and raised in Kohala. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember him. You know, he played sports, played sports called high, and he's the uh, community policing officer. That's pretty cool, you know, from born and raised in Kohala. Yeah. He's a very nice guy. Um... Yeah, he's going to be retiring soon, too. Gee, he doesn't look that old. Oh. Yeah, but anyway. But, yeah, he's going to be one of the guest speakers, and he wants to... He's got some great ideas. You know, he's got some great ideas about oh. how uh, reaching out to the people. Huh. You know, like up in Waimea, they have uh, a coffee hour. I, I think they're doing it at one of the uh, fast food restaurants, the policemen up there. Mm-hmm. And they would just, you know, come in and sit down and, ah, if you want to s talk about something, go down and sit down and, and talk to them about it. Or if you had a, you know, some uh, point of interest. Oh, yeah, I didn't want to bring up your head. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, you're right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so he's going to be there. And he wants to, he's got some great ideas of how, he wants to connect with the community and, uh -huh. you know, get, uh, be that liaison, you know, uh, with the community and the police department. Yeah, that's pretty good. Neat. He's also invited uh, a guest, which is, her name is Elizabeth Bailey. She's a deputy prosecuting attorney uh, out of Kona. Oh. I guess they must work in that huge building, you know, next to... Oh, the new uh, courthouse? Yeah, the $80 million thing. <coughs> okay. That's huge. It reminds me of almost like Babylon or something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it's a big thing, yeah. But anyway, I think it costs about $80 million to build that. Wow. Something oh. like that. But anyway, her name is Elizabeth Bailey. She's a deputy prosecuting attorney. So she's going to be there, and uh, people want to ask questions, you know. Or nice. Yeah. That should be interesting. And then the uh, third guest speaker will be the uh, co-founder uh, Big Island Missing Children, uh, Lonnie Eugenia. Hmm. And oh. they've 
Wow, they've been doing some really good work. I've been following them on Facebook. Yeah. They, you know, provide a lot of information and uh, up-to-date on kids that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say so much go missing, they do, uh, a lot of runaways. Yeah. And I used to think, like, oh, how come they run away, you know? Uh, wow, well, I shouldn't. So that, I mean, when, when you were young, did you run away, Al? No. No? Nope. No. Ah, really? Yeah. What for? I had food, I had place to sleep. Oh, I ran away. Oh. Yeah. I went about 25 yards. <laughs> no, serious. <laughs> yeah. Serious. Wow. I went about 25 <laughs> yards, sat down, <laughs> uh, and nobody came looking for me. Oops. So I, I went back <laughs> home. <laughs> ah, that didn't work. Okay. But yeah, but not to make fun, but Big Island Missing Children, uh, she'll be talking about uh, human and sex trafficking, which, uh-huh. you know, I attended a presentation uh, about two years ago, I think. was at the Intergenerational Center. Okay. It uh, was by Melody Stone. And I sat in there and thought, oh, I'll go listen. Yeah. Mm. I had about a dozen of us. Okay. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening, you know, what she has to say, and she's giving this talk about uh, sex trafficking, you know, whatnot. And I'm going, nah, nah, this is like kind of, that's a far reach, you know what I mean? Okay. It was like unbelievable. Well, that this thing was happening. Yeah. Okay. I'm just like, yeah. nah, no can be. Halfway through the night, all of us were sitting there, went, wow. This is real, you know, because the uh, the data and information she was presenting. Yeah. After a while, you go, wow, this is very possible. And then, yeah, I remember she said like they there were some uh, websites uh, that you could go to, and they would I don't know how they would do it, but you know, solicit for sex or something. But anyway. She said they, they, they did a uh, they did one themselves. No, this group uh I think this this uh this these people, college at the University College doing a study, they put an ad yeah, in Hawaii. one of these websites for uh, Hawaii. And in two hours yeah, yeah, two hours she said they had about like two hundred what inquiries and the phone numbers were 808 and look at dummy ass 808 what is that this is the area code for Hawaii right oh. and these guys were like from Hawaii calling responding to that ad wow. and then I went no way hey, this is like for real. anyway <clears throat> uh, she's going to be there yeah and uh, she's also going to be doing our presentation so I think that's pre- been pretty good I'm not saying that we have that in Kohala but it is uh, in Hawaii, yeah. It's possible. I oh, mean, yeah. It's crazy out there. Yeah, you know, uh, i got to tell you this story. My wife and I were in Lahaina. Yeah. You know, we're, you know, at night. You know. When was this? Oh, boy. I would say uh, several years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This, well, you know, Lahaina is not the Lahaina that we knew. <laughs> okay. well, so, but you had recently. Yeah, okay. like five years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember we are by the banyan tree, well, the banyan tree, mm-hmm. it was at night. And we had walked down, they went in and out of the uh, shops, and 
we're looking at all the the art galleries and stuff, beautiful yeah. stuff. And then we, you know, walk back, and so we're sitting down on this bench on the corner of that where the band is sitting on this bench. And I'm sitting there with my wife, and I'm just, you know, looking at the cars going by, and then I see this woman walking across the street, and I go, oh, oh, it's a tourist, you know. And she was dressed, uh, wow, really nicely, like in a business suit, you know. Oh. And I'm sitting there, and, you know, it just kind of caught my eye because it's kind of unusual. Hawaii, you know. Yeah, woman in a business suit. Yeah, even business meeting. <coughs> uh, you know. Anyway, yeah. she was walking across the street, and she looked at me, and I got really uncomfortable because she gave me a hard look, man. You know, just like stared at me for a few seconds because uh, I, I remember they did a study uh, that uh, Caucasian people, white people, they can stare at each other for about seven, eight seconds. Oh? No big deal. Okay. Nobody gets upset. It's normal. They can stare at you for about seven, eight seconds. Locals, you get about three, four seconds. After that, who knows what's going to yeah. happen. You know what? I'll give you money. You know, yeah, you right. that kind of thing. So I'm sitting there, she gives me this hard look, and oh, oh, I felt like, wow. Uh, I turned away, I'm like, oh, I, was, I must have been staring. Oh. I just thought it was unusual. And then she walked across the street, she passed in front of me and my wife, and she kept walking uh, several feet, and then she stopped, and she turned around, and I looked, and there was uh, a young girl, she looked like a teenager, you know, looked like her daughter. Yeah. Okay. And she was dressed like her. Oh. And I thought, wow, oh, what, you know, what can these tourists want? Oh. <laughs> you know, I thought, yeah. what are you guys going? <laughs> it's all dressed up. Well, this Lahaina, you should be, you know, slippers. Oh, shirt, shorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, she was, she looked at it and she kind of made a sign like, hurry up, you know. And I kind of looked at the girl and she actually looked uncomfortable. Oh. You know, and then never down on me. You know, I'm just sitting there like, oh, that's unusual. And then they went up the street, and then I thought, and then I thought, wow, you know, what was this all about? Okay. Yeah. Did you figure it out, or? or? I think I did. I think I did was, uh, when I looked at her face, it was a look of, she wasn't happy. Oh. I don't say she's frightened. The elder woman or the younger one? The younger one. And I, it didn't dawn on me at the time. You know me, I, I'm kind of out of it. You know, I don't know. Oh. You know, I'm sitting there with my wife, whatever I'm doing, you know. Yeah. You know, that kind of. Okay. But yeah, <coughs> yeah, that was my experience. You know, it's like, then after I thought like, wow, I wonder. Yeah. Mm. I, you know, I was like, you know, I, I've never been in that kind of. Situation, so I don't want to assume anything. Yeah, I just thought it was unusual. Oh. And so anyway, so I'm listening in these meetings. Yeah, and I went through several, the three of them, in fact. And the presenters have to tell these stories. One of them was was directly involved oh. in rescuing children. And I sat there, and she's telling the stories. Yeah, and I'm going. Even then, you know, I go, nah, no can be, you know, but follow lay. I mean. Oh. For real. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Anything like that happened to you? Um, I remember when I first came to 
Big Island. It was in 60, I don't know, 68 or 69. Um, and in the newspaper, at least once a week, there would be a missing child. Usually a female, but there were boys too. And good looking, I mean, you know, not, not haggard or, or been on the streets for a long time. Um, I wondered, how can they, you know, they, they just go missing. On the way home from school, they don't get home, uh, walk to the store, never reach the store, and boy, that's scary. Yeah, it really is. Well, there w one presentation that I attended uh, by uh, Evelyn Lee, and you get up, uh, you know, she, she tells it like it is, I mean, it's raw. She don't hold back nothing. Okay. I mean, even the uh, the language. I mean, it's, you know, like. But this lady, it, she talks pigeon. She, the words she uses, I mean, we get $100,000 fine if she's on the radio using oh. those words. Okay. But uh, amazingly, she's uh, she has two degrees. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And she's educated, she's an intelligent woman. And I remember one thing she said, she said, the kids run away because they're running from something or they're running to something. <laughs> they're not just running away. Yeah. You know, there's a reason, either from or to. And I thought, uh -huh. wow, they said it. But anyway, I know we're getting kind of off the subject here. But uh, yeah, so that's gonna be on April 15th. I believe that's a Thursday from 5 to 6.30. Uh, the public is invited, and this is being put on by the Anakia Nebrod Watch. Uh, the President, Gerald Skelton, is uh, inviting the public to come out. Nice. Yeah, and there'll be the community policing officer, uh, uh, Dayton Tagaka, Deputy Prosecuting Attorney, Elizabeth Bailey, and Lonnie Jr. from co-founder of Big Island Missing Children. I think they got something like 6,000 plus members. Wow. Yeah. And they did that like in about four weeks. But anyway, uh yeah, wow. so next next Thursday next Thursday? What what's the Thursday? Oh Thursday, yeah, next Thursday at the Intergenerational Center. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh, should do a yeah. live program over there. But anyway, yeah, so th that's happening and uh I'm sure they're listening. Making <laughs> sure I give their announcement. Yeah. Okay, so we can check it off the list. Okay guys. <laughs> but anyway, you know, but uh, thanks, Al, for being here. Uh, you know, last week we were talking about uh, mana. Yeah. And we didn't spend too much time on it. But uh, what we did talk about, well, I, uh, my guess was uh, Kalani, Kaulu Kukui. Uh -huh. He's, uh, he, he carves keys, uh, he's an artist, I mean. When I look at his uh, paint, well, I showed you one of the pictures that I got from him. I didn't show it to you? No. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's like, it's almost like going into his mind somewhere. Okay. Because it is, like, intricate. Oh. It's almost, like, psychedelic, you know. Um, but it, it, everything has a meaning. And his, his paintings are based on the Kumulipo, the chant oh. of creation. Yeah. So when you look at his paintings, you got... You got kind of law, you got the different gods, it's cool, and yeah. Oh. And there's different phases, levels in his painting, you know, from 
Kana law of the ocean, yeah? to Kane. And uh, like I say, when I look at it, it's like, wow, they are psychedelic. It's like, because they see they can come to it. I remember we spoke about it, but I, I didn't see the picture. Well, anyway, we, we talked about mana. Yeah. And so I just, I, I, I wish we had a little more time. I should have talked about it sooner, but I didn't. And uh, we're talking about that mana uh, was a, a spiritual thing, mm -hmm. you know. You What's your yeah. take on it? Uh, well, there were different, uh, as you said uh, about the painting, there were different levels. Um, there was a personal level between you and God or your inner being, uh, your moral compass. Then uh, there's a higher one up that was kuhunas, you know, they taught or they healed or they didn't heal. Um, and then there's the ana ana and, you know, there's black and white spiritual um, power. And I got to hear a tape of a man that was one of the last, well, he was said to be the last, one of the last dark uh, kahunas. Uh -huh. And he would say about how he gains his strength and what has to be done. Boy, that's dark. Um, scary, uh, if I can use the word. Yeah. Be afraid. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. You know, when we leave here, it's dark. Uh, so. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, uh, the, the thing I want to talk about a little bit before we go on to other stuff was that I used to be a, a voracious reader of Hawaiian legends, myths, stories, huh, yeah. Kabakao, Malu, Capolino, Handy and Handy Fornander, you know. Yeah, all yeah. the yeah, Beckwith, uh Pukui, Caroline Curtis, you know, I just yeah. love I just love legends. Uh -huh. And because I like I like science fiction, you know, and legends to me was like Hawaiian science fiction. <laughs> but the more I the more I got involved with it in, in reading it, mm. uh you find there's truth in it. Like when we're talking about mana I remember, it reminded me, we, I, I should have brought it up, but you take Captain Cook, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They killed him. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's a... Uh, Prepared. Yeah, there's this thing happening down at Kilikikua. Yeah. And, you know, he's trying to take Colonial Pooh on board mm. the ship. And somebody stole his cutter. One of his uh, boats. Yeah. And uh, the people are wailing, oh, don't go, don't go, they're afraid, you know, he's going to get killed or something. He, he sits down. But anyway, uh, a fighting breaks out, Captain Cook is, is killed on the beach. Mm. Uh, the men escape in their, their boats. They take Captain Cook's body. Um, so when they ask for it back, yeah, I think all they got was the hands and something else. I don't, I don't remember the other part. Uh. I don't either, but I... I knew the hands. They got the hands back. Oh. But, uh, and then I remember for for a while, they went, oh, Hawaiians were cannibals. Uh-huh. Yeah. Even uh. recently, I mean, they still think that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, w what, what we knew is that they separated the flesh from the bones because in the bones was the mana. Right. And Colonial Pool gives... Uh, 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 shares the bones 
with his ruling chiefs. Uh-huh. Everybody gets, you know, part of this yeah. bones, part of the mana. And, you know, for a long time, I didn't know that until, you know, you know, you, you, you read, you study, and whatnot. Yeah. And so I had a guest on the show, uh, Kione Kalave. Kalave. Okay. Yeah, he's a uh, He's a he's an architect of Hales. Oh. Me, the guy used to come on the show uh-huh. when he had time. You know, he used to come quite a bit, and he would talk about the Hales and whatnot. And I, I remember went to a Hale at uh, Hapu, oh. and he walks up to the Hale and he looks. He goes, "Oh, here's the entrance. Oh, here's this. Here's that." Uh, you know, he just. He know he recognizes. Yeah, because okay. he this is he was taught. Huh. Yeah, he was taught. And uh now this is the heavy part, yeah. And I hope I don't gross anybody out, but on the radio here, sitting right where you're sitting, uh he told us that oh yeah, uh they did a ceremony like they did in, in the old days, where they separated the flesh from the bones. Uh-huh. And then they, they keep the bones, yeah. Right. And I and he said, No, it was approved by the Board of Hell. Where they uh not uh cremate, but enough to where you can separate the flesh from the bones. Huh. And oh I had a hard time wrapping my head around that one, boy. But he said <coughs> you know, that was uh how they did it because in the bones yeah. that's the man of that. Right. You know, and when I'm really gonna get to where I'm getting to. Okay. Uncle Tony was one of the greatest storytellers that I, I got to know here in Kohala. I mean, he, he yeah. he's told you a lot of stories. I bet tonight you can share some of those stories. Uh, uh, those that I, you I won't. I wouldn't share. But yeah, he did. He had a, he had a way of captivating his audience. Yeah, and uh, I remember one story he told <coughs> us, and this deals with what I'm talking about. Mm. And <coughs> my association yeah. with him was we started that group, Hui Bamalho, which you are part of, you, uh-huh. Slago, and all those guys. Yeah. Benny Raymond, Samson Kaza, Merrill, Leonard Shim, and jeez. Joey Vishal. Joey Vishal. you know, Old Man Kachola, and, you know, Fred Kachola's father. Uh-huh. And all, all these guys, uh, Dale Sproul, Kindy Sproul, I mean, you name them. And so I got, we, we got to know each other. Because uh-huh. we would have meetings, you know, and we'd sit down and talk story, talk story. And it was, uh, I don't know where we were. We were probably down Kilkea or someplace. And he started to tell me this story about this guy who was uh, a really good fisherman. Ah. Okay. Pololu. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, when they talk about a fisherman, you know, I think the definition might be different today than it was yesterday. A fisherman, he he knew the spawning seasons. He knew uh, when there's going to be fat. He knew uh, when not to catch them. He, 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 that's what a fisherman was. They knew the habitat. Yeah. Uh, a new guy like uh, Frankie Carvalho, senior, huh. uh, when he'd go fishing down the beach, mm. he'd never take bait. Just take his bowl, because it would depending what he was gonna going after. And the when beach. he got yeah yeah, and when he got to the beach, yeah, 
if he was going to go after this certain kind of fish, then he would go get that damn bait. Oh. Me, the guy was me. Yeah. I heard stories about uh, people being even uh, particular of the bait because they could read it. Uh, and when I asked, read the bait, it would tell you within 10 or 15 minutes when the bite was, uh, what kind, uh, if they're going for Ulua, there's black, there's white, Kagami, you know, there's all different kinds. But they could tell you what type would hit that bait and about what time. And they go home, come back, bell ring. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I heard those stories. Me. Yeah. I remember they would, uh, they would, um, you know, when they're hanging, hanging line with the uh, ironwood pole. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had uh, the uha, yeah, the, uh -huh. the white eel. Yeah. And they pound, yeah, and they right. dip them in the water and all the oil, oil, oil spread, yeah. And that current would take it right past the Uloa house. Mm. Uh, Uloa house is like a cave where usually the Uloa hang out. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they pound, pound, pound the uha until uh, you know, all that oil would drift mm. out. And then this is what uh, I remember Samson Casimero was saying. He'd be pounding, pounding, pounding. He said, oh, the Uloa coming. They're coming. How can you tell? Because the bait would start to heat up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you ever hear that one? Uh, similar, yeah. Yeah. He said the bait would start to heat up. Uh. And uh, he said these uh, uloa. So you got to watch out because they'll swim next to the cliff and then they turn, yeah? And they look. Uh. And if they see you standing on a the cliff, they, don't, they know already. Yeah. Man. Yeah. These guys were, these guys were fishermen. Uh. But anyway, getting back to the mana thing. Uh. Yeah. Is uh, no, I'm not gonna say names or anything because okay. uh, I don't wanna. But you know, Uncle Tommy was telling us that there was uh, this guy uh -huh. who was uh, one of those fishermen. I mean, he was like expert, uh -huh. uh, always, always successful. You know, uh, he just had. Uh, you know, I would take uh, like if I take my son's fishing. Uh -huh. Uh, only one of them may catch. And it's always the same one. Yeah. Mm. I, I would take my swim team fishing. And always there would be one person, this one person would catch. Others would catch, but should you catch the biggest or the most or something? Oh. I don't know. Uh, every time we did that. Like one of my sons, yeah, same thing. Oh. So anyway, this guy was, Uncle uh, Tommy said, oh, this guy was really good. You know, real fisherman, really uh, skilled. And, but the thing is, he was also, there were people that were uh, envious. Yeah. yeah. And so, now this is what Uncle Tommy told me, and I hope I got the story straight, and, you know, it's not something that I dreamt up. Okay. But he said, when this guy on Make, oh. when he died, yeah. they would hide his body. Buried in my time. Yeah. And the reason why he did that, so that nobody take the bones. would take the bones. And, you know, I, I think to myself, like, oh, is that for real? But then, you know, when you read the, uh, the legends, mm. you know, when you read the stories that the, uh, whoever the authors were, yeah. 
Because I remember reading a legend, and somebody out there may know of it. I don't know the name. I read so many of them, they all begin to blend, blend together, yeah. Yeah. you know. But I remember reading one particular legend hmm. where this guy, uh, they're out fishing. You know, there's a group of them fishing in this one area. Yeah. And I'm going to use a, a, you know, a holy name because I don't want to say a Hawaiian name because it, it may be somebody's name out there. Okay. But they would be fishing. And this guy would be saying, oh, oh. Oh, Jack, Jack, we got a big one now. We got a big one, Jack. And you'd be pulling in. Oh, Jack, oh, yeah. And after a while, you know, you'd be catching fish and you'd be, oh, you'd always be talking to this guy, Jack. Jack. Mm. And then the people caught on. This guy would make one fish hook out of the guy's thigh bone. Oh. Yeah, which was uh, dishonoring that person. And he did it because there was some hakakan or some trouble with with people, and that was his way of getting back at them. Mm. Yeah, I remember reading that, reading that legend. There are also legends where uh, they would try to find that person so they could make a fish hook out of his side bone because he had the mana, and they would be very successful. And and these are written stories, you know. Yeah. That uh, I'm not making them up. They actually are. We can call them, you know, myths, uh, stories, yeah. uh, legends. But when Uncle Tommy told me the story, and that wasn't that long ago, mm. you know, a couple of generations. And when he told me that story, I went, "Wow, Paul mm. Oh, the things that I've read of ancient times and whatnot. Oh, yeah. that's real. Yeah. You ever run across anything like that? Uh not. Particularly the bones, but uh, idols. Um, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a totem because it's a singular worshiping stone. I mean, like a cool house. Yeah, they they dedicate it to the the family god or or some particular god. Uh, like cool would be, you know, when they're going into battle or yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Uh, to activate, I mean, to give that stone the power that it, that the person wanted to gain from it uh, was sacrifice. And it wasn't always animal. It was, it, sometimes it was a human being. And because they wanted it so bad, they, they were willing to give up. Uh, it was uh, a show of uh, honor or... Relief, I guess. I don't know. But uh, those are like pagan. You know, my grandmother used to sit me down and talk to me about Kohala, and I'm thinking, which is Kohala? I don't know where it is. But she tell me about akuleles and, you know, these different things that happen. Akulele, the fireball. Yeah. And it's it's a destructive one. Um, how to disarm it, how to... Make it dissipate. Did you and Uncle Tommy have an experience about that? Uh, no, not. We had that. Uh, oh, nightmare. Uh, po, Pokani. Pokani. Yeah. yeah. What? Well, Did still, I share that story? I thought that was pretty. I never heard that one before. Okay. Um. I I don't remember exactly what it was. If I was diving or 
surfing outside of Kilkia. And I came in and Uncle Tommy was sitting by the showers, you know, that stone wall. Yeah, yeah, the one by the uh, Kamani tree. Yeah. Um, the one close to the fence, uh, the, the stream the over there. Yeah. yeah. So he would uh, he would walk out, you know, to his spot and look for the Ninui and come back. And uh, we're talking, I don't know what, but I noticed torches, not not light like lanterns, but uh, open flame torches. This would, was in would, the evening or? I don't know. Uh, it would, you don't remember? It was getting dark. Yeah. So you couldn't make out the figure, <coughs> but you could see the light. And one after another came out from behind the pine trees. I know. Uh, where you, I know what you're talking about across the, yeah. across the bay there. Right. And... Uh, you know, before the pine trees, there's open space, but you don't yeah. see light. Yeah. Only when it passed the last pine tree, going towards the point. So I mentioned to Uncle, um, oh, plenty of guys going to be in party here tonight. Yeah. Huh? And he looks over and he laughs, uh, not loudly, but, you know, chuckling to himself. He said, oh, fishing, eh? Min party. I said, I think, I don't know, what do you think? I'll show you. So he goes over to his kid that white, Ford truck with the Mazda. Yeah, thing. right, right. I yeah? remember that. Okay. Well, uh, he goes to the car, he starts it up, revs it a little while, and puts on the light and flashes the headlight and flashes the highlights. Honk the horn, all the lights go out. Ooh, uh, I think I gotta go home. Uh, I've never seen that before and never again since. But he says, he, you know, he goes down there often to Oh, check yeah, he'd be down there a lot, huh? Yeah. That was uh, his ground. You see it. Uh, what is full moon? Huh? Well, there's four of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. for the month. Yeah. Uh, so, it was either, I don't know, he didn't fully explain it to me, but uh, my experience with, with uh, the spirits uh, these past, I don't know, 10, 20 years, uh, it is, I mean, if you believe in God, you believe in the devil. There's got to be a opposite. It's yeah, not all right. one-sided. There's good, there's an angel, there's a devil. I mean, you know. Right, right. But <clears throat> uh, when I was a child, I saw my grandfather. Um, he had passed away two days before. And I saw him clearly. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, we're sitting on a veranda, my mom and I. And I don't remember this, but she told me, uh, baby, what are you looking at? And I said, oh, Tutukane, you know, Grandpa is up there. She said, well, in the clouds. I said, oh, that's nice. You know, like. Yeah, uh, nice boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, come boy. back to earth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so she, she matter-of-factly, she, she said, uh, uh, is he talking to you? Yeah, wait. And then I repeated what I heard him say to me. And my mother she said she started to sweat. She started shaking. I asked her why. She said, well, he had cancer and he was uh, draining the family funds, mm. hospital bills. So he committed suicide. But uh, everybody knew that? Yeah. Oh. Well, I think everybody knew that. I was, I don't know, I hadn't even started school yet. He smoked it. Yeah. Um, but she said that was the last thing he said to her the night he died. She went to visit, did talk story, she went home, and she didn't remember it, but 
when I said it, it came back to her, and uh, she got shook up. Mm. And uh, just recently, oh, this is crazy, stupid. Uh, I don't know. Um, I was told by a person that they traveled across the ocean. What my uh, what my purpose was, and why I was living where I'm at. Oh yeah, okay, sure. He started telling me about Kohala in the, when he was a child. Uh-huh. He was, I don't know, a little older than you and I. Um, That's pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say put, to put together. Uh, yeah. uh, but he started explaining things as he was a child. Uh, that road was the own, you know, you didn't have the Maka Road. I mean, the Makai Road, when you had the... Oh, Bahawana. Yeah. Oh, no, just with the Mahakona. That road was all about stuff. Yeah, but, but going to Waimea Hilo, you had to go up Mountain. past my house. Yeah. Mount- yeah. He said, always, uh, didn't matter if he were, they were playing under the blanket or he knew when they were passing that intersection. So they had an eerie feeling and it, he didn't even want to look. He'd have his sister look up. Oh, yeah, we over there. How you know? Uh... So he explained what my purpose was and my mission there. Then he started to tell me about my my life growing up. Who is this guy? I mean, so I, I stopped him. Wait, 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 wait. How, who told you this? He said, you don't know. Well, no. I didn't tell him. Uh, he said he was sent here by God. You know, Wow, this is, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, I gotta go, you know, time to go eat, sorry. But things have played out, and, and, and I don't know, it's, it's strange. It's, it's like watching a science, not science fiction, but documentary where they're sh- shooting pictures of ghosts or apparitions. Yeah, like deja vu. Yeah, but it, it, it's not like that, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Similar. Uh, it's not the floating thing or yeah, yeah, with the yeah. sheet. No, it's lifelike. It's a, if I knew who it was, I would recognize him. That's how clear it is. But wow. Still shaky. So, mana, ooh. It's uh, opening up cold. Yeah, we could bring in a bunch of people. In fact, I, I may do that in the future and talk about things like that, uh-huh. you know. Because uh, I know that we're limited, but you know, kind of changing the story a little bit, but okay. still polo with Uncle Tommy. Yeah, and th- this is a story, and you know, what we're talking about is like I was saying, I, I read a lot of stories, I read a lot of legends, I read a lot of mythology, mm. and yeah, you know, and uh, but it's all back, Umi, King Umi. Uh, yeah. All during that period, uh-huh. you know, or the ancient times right. and whatnot, even further back, yeah. yeah. But what we're talking about is stories that are not written, but they're still stories mm-hmm. uh, not that long ago. Yeah. And there's a story I'd like to share with all of you out there. This, uh, For those of you who remember Uncle Tommy Solomon, he was uh, oh. a bone setter, yeah. Uh, there was a form of, you would tell me, Hawaiian lua. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Hawaiian Lua was not only breaking bones. Yeah, it was many. was also setting bones uh -huh. and, and bending bones. Yeah. yeah. His type of Lua was to set, to, to heal. Uh -huh. And I remember even, oh, one time I dislocated my foot. Oh, my gosh. I went to see him about three days later. The foot all swollen. He said, oh. when did this happen? I said, three days ago. Oh, he got angry. He gave me a scolding. Yeah. He said, what are you doing? I said, oh, I was, uh, I was diving. Uh -huh. No mind diving. You come right away. Now I don't can put the foot, you know, the bone inside all swollen. Uh -huh. Oh, he gave me good scolding. So, but, uh, you know, I learned a lesson uh, yeah. not to do that again. But he was telling me uh, one of his stories that I remember was that when they lived in Pololo, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, canoe, they go fishing, right? He yeah. and his brother Sonny, they yeah. go out, paddle canoe, man. No more outboard motor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. uh, they kept the canoes on the beach, right? Sand. Yeah. So they come in from fishing, paddling, uh, the people would come out. And help pull the canoe way up, so you know, yeah, it doesn't uh, run away. the tide looking yeah. you know. And he said, even if uh, even if a little boy come or girl, just touch the canoe, oh. they get something. They share the the the, the fish, the catch. Yeah. That's all it was, right? So I was thinking, like, wow, that's really cool. I'm trying to. I'm thinking back to that idyllic time of oh. all the people living in that village down Pololo and you know Sand Beach and. The fish must have been plentiful, and you know, you know that's OEO country, yeah. OEO oh, and Moi and, and Papio, you know, yeah. when the OEO is running and you know the Moi. Oh, jeez, why? Anyway, <sighs> so and then you go further up, you go to the islands, right? Yeah. And the islands, I remember the islands. Uh, you see it, Okole. Yeah. Well, 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 I mean, what would you call that? What would you call that? That wasn't a, what was that, uh, what kind of? Not an urchin, it's uh, more like a cucumber, I think. I think. Yeah, it was soft. Uh-huh. It looked like a volcano. Yeah. Well, that's what they call it, a cole. Yeah. And how would you cook that? You'd boil it. Boil them. And you eat them, huh? Yeah. Your mother liked that, right? Oh, she loved it. Yeah. But I, I know when I pound up in Kohala, I would see once in a while, not too much, hardly any, but out there had big kind, right? Mm. Well, nobody go out there, right? Yeah. But the thing I noticed is that, not that much fish, you know, well, all boulder and sand. Huh? Oh. But anyway, I'm going yeah. back to the story. Anyway, so Uncle Tommy started us this story. Yeah. So he and his brother, they catch these two big ahi. <laughs> yeah, which uh, is like, yeah. wow, they must, yeah, yeah, you know, ahi don't really travel. My, uh, get, uh, ono, uh -huh. kava kava. Yeah, that yeah, kind my, of my my my, you know, but ahi that's not really the ahi ground. Mm. But he said they caught these two big ahi. Yeah, and I don't know how far down they was towards the uh, Koko Alley area. You know, oh. I don't know how they went, but they went down that direction. Yeah. <laughs> so he's telling me, okay, they get the ahi in a boat. He and his brother Sonny, right? Oh. So they're paddling back, you know, hugging the shoreline. Uh huh. So Second Valley. Yeah, Second Valley, no more sand. It's all boulders, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, all, it's, uh, yeah, it's like Kyokia, the breakwater. That's how the, the, yeah, the shoreline uh, is. But it's the cave. Is that the one? Oh, I don't remember the cave. Because there's, there's a second. No, Second Valley. Second Valley doesn't go all the way down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Pololo. Yeah. You, you got the switchback and you're going to descend into yeah. Second Valley. Okay. Okay. And it's all boulders. Yeah. And then. 
there's this big pond. Uh huh. Yeah, on the uh, Hilo side. Yeah. Of the of the of the wall, yeah, you know, the uh -huh. valley wall. It it was this big pond, and and boulders facing the ocean, right? Yeah. So he tell me, so they got the ahi, right? Huh. And they, they ain't gonna share this with the people. <laughs> <laughs> so That's they hard work, man. Well, Ono too, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. So they unload the ahi. They uh -huh. beach the canoe. They, they grab the ahi. They put him inside a pond. Huh. Yeah, so they hop back in a koro. Yeah. They paddle, they paddle back to <laughs> Pololo. Oh. Yeah, so they get to Pololo, you know, everybody come, oh. uh, pull the kano up, and not, you know, share the fish, they go home, right? Right. So now get, go back to Now get dark, right? <laughs> At night, they hike it up the trail, down to Second Valley, oh. go to the pond, pick up the eye, take them back <laughs> home. <laughs> so, you know, oh. when Uncle Tommy told me that story, I'm uh -huh. going, Wow, you know, to me it was Mr. Aloha, yeah. <laughs> this is the trickster, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's uh, there's a little boy in all of us. Uh, oh, I guess. Oh, I crack up when he told us this story because how often you gonna get ahi on that side? Uh, not uh, often. I see schools, but they don't come yeah? in. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. How, I mean, I f I fished out there, you know, for corner crab, all the oh. kind. I've caught uh, Ono, you know, uh, Ulua, you know, all that kind. Yeah. Uh, especially Kukoi Island, yeah? That's the Ono. Yeah, Ono run. That's the Ono run, yeah? But I never ever heard of anybody catching, like, ahi out that side. Uh. But for, so I guess when they when they caught that ahi, that was <laughs> special. <laughs> <laughs> <And> Mine. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, it cracked me up because here's these two guys, you know? And they ain't sharing this. Uh, I don't oh. know, you know, because the uh, you, uh, you can you know, eat raw, you can dry them. Oh, you can make all kinds. Yeah, of and it's all good. Oh yeah. I mean, even now, I wish oh. I had dry. Uh, but anyway, that was one of the stories that he told me. Oh. Oh, one of the two stories that he told me. One was about the fisherman who was really good. Yeah. And uh, they had a burn him at night. Uh -huh. And the other one was he and his brother catching this uh, two ahi. And they weren't going to share it with the people. <laughs> you know, uh, when I first came to Koala, to, uh, to stay, you know, to live, back in 70, I think, somewhere around there, uh, Uncle Tommy would, would teach me things. So he'd tell me old stories, you know, about when he was a young man living in Polodu. He and Tony would go out. And he'd tell me things, I, I think they... they you know, there's it, some truth in it, but it's not all truth. Um, but he, I thought I could dive until I sat down with him. That man knew the ocean. Wow. Like turning on a TV, but he's there. I mean, you know, he's, he's the narrator, the storyteller. I remember I caught a almost nine-pound moi. Whipping. And I was so excited. He said, oh, pretty good. My uncle, what, what's the biggest moi you caught? Said, about 20 pounds. On a bamboo pole. And my, I think my jaw hit the ground. Wow. Amazing. 20 pounds, that's huge. Yeah. But I believe it. Because remember Johnny Foyles. Uh huh? 
He uh, he's from the Philippines. Okay. Uh, they moved there. Yeah. He's a little boy, and they lived down Halaula uh, Laura Camp. Okay. And uh, he would go fishing with the father down Kahola Lighthouse. Yeah. Ah, that's all Moi ground, right? Yeah. Papio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he said, "Oh yeah, he would go with the father, and uh, they would go hook Moi, you know, mm. the big bamboo pokers." And he said, yeah, his job was, he was like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're down Kaholan, you got to walk up the hill, yeah? Right. And you go past lower camp and then upper camp. Oh. And uh, he said his job was to carry the fish. And he said, oh, Jeff was hard. I said, how many fish you get? You know, six. And he said, six fish? Yeah. Come on, you weakling. And he looked at me real seriously and said, Jeff, we had six more Oh. And they were 10 pounds each. And I went, oh, that's 60 pounds to carry up that hill. And a 10-year-old boy carried uh, well, that. Uh, but the interesting thing is he told me that as they were going up the hill, they were dropping off. Uh, they uh-huh. stopped at this family house. Oh, yeah. This for you. And he said they always would stop at this Hawaiian lady. She was uh, a widow. Uh-huh. And the father would always stop there and make sure that, you know, Fish. Yeah, she got uh, fish. Yeah, and that's a great story that he told me. Uh, growing up, uh, Lore Mill Camp and Halula, oh. and fishing with his father. He told me uh, other stories. You know, uh, I did record him, but he told me some really uh, interesting stories. One story he told me about that uh, they would find poi pounders. Mm. Yeah. And I believe uh, your friend found one, yeah? Down Kapanaya. One night? Oh, know. you don't remember? Oh, okay. I found one. You found one? Yeah. What did it look like? Uh, a small one, like for a child. Or yeah. Yeah, what, perfectly shaped and all that? Yeah, it was amazingly still intact. No chips, no breaks. Yeah. Wow. Well, he told me he would find them, but the handle part, the head part. Broke. Broken. Yeah. And so... Um, he wondered, how come? You know, and then, gee, my memory escapes me now, but who was the keeper of the hail, Mokini? Oh, sure. Ah, see, when it, I cannot remember. Uh, he, he knew. Uh, By the way, Johnny knew him, and they would talk. Uh, and he asked them, oh, how come the head's all broken off? Oh, because they're not going to use them anymore. They break off. Cool. Yeah. Almost like take the man out. Oh. Uh, that was interesting. Yeah, a lot of good stories, Johnny Fuelis. I remember my Tutu Wahini founding Kalo. And that thing was huge. Mopuna, uh, go get my poi uh, pounder. I couldn't carry it. I mean, you know, I wasn't prepared for that weight. I had to try again and bring it over to the, to the board. Ah, small, tiny lady, but strong. Amazing. Yeah, the old Hawaiians, you cannot judge them by the size. Because uh, there's, there's the mana, the personal stri- uh, spiritual strength. Right, right. You know, there's a lot of things to factor, not just the size or the strength of the, what the person looks like. Um, I remember <laughs> uh, diffusing in, in a situation at a party. It was, uh, I think, Barbara's point, a drunken sailor. He was trying to get fresh with the women, and she nicely told him to go home. 
Yeah, who are you? Some kind of, you know, called their uh, a name. Yeah, and it wasn't nice. She got angry. She, I don't know what she did. I didn't see it, but I heard the splash, and he was in the pool. And every time he tried to come out to push him back into the pool with a, with a leg, he tried to grab her leg, and she just, you know, like kissing uh, a fly away. How? How you did that? You know, Mofuna, when you learn how to set bone, I teach you how to break them. But people are going to remember you more as a healer than as, as a, a breaker. Yeah. So I never got to learn Lua. I mean, not that kind of Lua. Oh, so what did you learn? Uh, setting small bones and, and uh, herbs, preparation. I know you did a lot of herbs before. Laal mm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Tommy asked me if I wanted to apprentice. Ah, no, I went surf. Well, now I think back. So oh, how yeah, stupid. Yeah. yeah. Opportunities Crazy. come, yeah. Oh, but Auntie Margaret asked me the same thing. No way. Yeah. Uncle Joe up, Marco. Yeah. Kona Marco. And so what? I, I wasn't interested. Too bad, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a shame. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, we've been talking about different stories, especially about Uncle Tommy. You know, mm -hmm. there's other stories from other people. Yeah. And uh, it's unfortunate we never wrote it down. Well, you know, I'm not always into like recording people and uh -huh. you know, doing a book or something. But you know, it's like these legends and stories uh -huh. that uh, I've read, you've read, people have read. And but somebody wrote it down, and so it became a, a story or a legend or whatever mm -hmm. that went move forward. Yeah, you know. Maybe not by melee, but it still yeah. continues. Yeah. And a lot of these stories, uh, I, I find like, oh, this uh, it, it's based, you know, you, you see these movies, what's it called? Based on yeah historical facts or right. true facts. or yeah. Not totally true, but, you know, there's parts of it is true. Uh -huh. And that's how I feel like when I read legends, yeah. Yeah. That there's, you know, myth in it. There's fiction, but there's always factual truths uh -huh. that, you know, when I, when I read it and I go, oh, wow, you know, this is something that is true or real. Yeah. And uh, it helps me to understand things better. You know, like, like, like when we read the legends that I told you about the guy who's uh, had made a fish hook out of the guy's thigh bone. Uh -huh. And he was kind of like desecrating the guy's name. Yeah. And he's calling out, oh, yeah, Jack, got one. oh, that got one. one, oh, yeah. another one. You know, and he's and letting people know, oh, yeah, this is Jack's, part of Jack's time. Oh. Look where Jack is now. He's yeah. catching fish for me. And, you know, that's like desecration. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, but yeah, so why did, why did they write about that particular legend? Why did they write about that? Uh, I or, often what wondered. Was, uh, what's that important? Uh, Mark Kinosta. Yeah. He turned me on to uh, Beckwith and Forander reading, yeah. you know, Hawaiian legends. And uh, like you said, you know, there, there's got to be some truth in it because there are witnesses who testify to the same thing. Uh, not exactly the same because we see with different eyes, but, but uh, basically it's the same situation happening to all of them. No, if it was a 
fishing tail, you know. Three guys on a boat. Oh, yeah, mine was the biggest right, one. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. But but uh, Forander, I think it was Forander. Wasn't he a priest or? A Forander? No. Either he or Beckwith had something to do with the, ch the church. Oh, I don't know. And uh, it was the time of Liliokalani or prior. Oh, but but he would he would he, she gave him free passage. He could travel anywhere because he taught the word of God. And there's a instance where he, the party he was in, there were carriers and there was a um, leader that knew the trails. Well, the lava flow came up in front of him, and uh, the leader said, "Okay, I'm gonna say a prayer." Take off your shoes, your sandals, go barefoot, walk across the lava. It's the only way we can get out. Do it trapped in a, uh, uh, the high, high ground. Uh, so they all went, and the uh, forander or breakfast, he saw them walk across, barefooted, made it. But he wasn't sure, so he kept his shoes on. Walked across the lava, didn't get burnt. But his shoes were burnt all the way up to the side. The soles were gone, but he didn't get burnt. And he knew that the Hawaiians had a, a, their own spiritual mm -hmm. Interesting story. Yeah. Well, thank you, Al, for uh, sitting in. The time's up. It's 8 o'clock. Wow. I want to thank all you guys for uh, tuning in tonight. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be having uh, Tim Richards, and he's bringing uh, Ikaika Rodenhurst. Mm. Yeah. Uh, with him, yeah, and so that's going to be pretty cool. But that's going to be on the twenty second. So there'll be Tim Richards, Ikaika Rodenhurst. I think he's with County. I'm not sure what it was, Rhodes or something. Mm. But anyway, uh, they'll be coming in, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, next Thursday, uh, same time, same place. So um, aloha. We're listening to KNKR LP 96.1 FM Kohala.